0: Welcome to the Faith Lift Radio podcast, where doubt is destroyed and your faith is lifted. Here's today's message from Dr. Glenn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Let's bow head and let's pray and we go into the word. Father, we do want to thank you today. Spirit of God, I'm asking today that you will think through my mind, and that you will speak through my lips. Thank you for these, your wonderful people that got ears to hear, mind to understand, and heart to receive the word of the living God. Everybody say Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, open your Bible with me today to the Book of Ephesians, chapter three, verse fourteen till verse twenty-one. We got a, a lot of ground to cover today. I'm talking about part five today of strengthening the human spirit. The great apostle Paul says this for this cause, verse fourteen. I bow my knees. Unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Look at verse 16. He's praying, right? And look at his prayer request for you or for the Ephesian saints that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in their inner man. I need you to underline it in your Bible to be strengthened with might. By his spirit in the inner man. Put your head on your belly and say this with me. I got to be strengthened with might by his spirit, by the Holy Spirit, where? In my inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. All right, so that tells you here the strengthening of your inner man is a faith issue. All right, that you're being rooted and grounded in love. The second thing you need to understand about developing a strong inner man is that you've got to be rooted and grounded in love. The love walk is important. Faith and the love walk. That you may be able to comprehend. So understanding is part of your uh, strengthening of your human spirit, your, your inner man. Why do you think the Bible tells you, with all thy getting, get understanding? Praise God. All right, now. Because people say, well, knowledge is power. No, knowledge is potential power. But it is understanding that turns knowledge into power. Are you listening? All right. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you say amen? All right, now let me read read that verse 16 to you from different translation. Let me read it to you from the Amplified Bible. Verse 16, Ephesians 3, verse 16. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. And then I'm going to read to you from the regular Amplified, okay? May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced. To be what? Strengthened and reinforced with mighty power In the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. I want you please to write the words innermost being and personality. Now let me read it to you from the regular Amplified. It says, may he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized. Now the Amplified Classic, the original Amplified says, may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced. The regular Amplified, the newer Amplified says, may he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized. Everybody put your hand on your belly and say, my spirit needs to be strengthened, reinforced, and re- Energized, energized with power through his spirit in your inner man, indwelling your innermost being and personality. Now, I want you to look at the words now. Personality, your inner man, your innermost being, your personality. But Paul prayed that you be strengthened with might. Okay? How? By his spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. We are going to read just verse 10, um, verse 10 to verse 12. Well, let me see. Let's see. Verse, 20, verse 10 till, well, let's just read verse ten, eleven. 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Well, how? And in the power of his might. Well, how do I do that, Paul? He just gave you the answer. In Ephesians chapter 3, when he prayed for you, that you be strengthened with might by his Spirit. So when he's telling you, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, he's telling you that you need the might of the Holy Spirit. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you uh seven things i believe 7 or 8 things to help you yeah seven things or eight things yeah uh to help you to strengthen your spirit man i hope you got your pen and paper cuz you're going to go through all over all over the scriptures today all right number 1 i want you to write this down I want you to write this down strengthened with might By his spirit in the inner man. Where do we find that? We found this in Ephesians 3 verse 16. He says, I'm praying for you to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Write this down, please. Number one, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man equals to being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. In other words, Ephesians three sixteen equals or is synonymous to Ephesians six and verse ten. Say that with me, please. Ephesians three sixteen is equal to Ephesians six ten. Ephesians six ten can only be a reality if you do Ephesians 3:16 in other words the only way that i can be strong in the lord and in the power of his might is to be strengthened with might by the holy spirit in my inner man can you say amen so this is why you need to read to write part uh, number 1 to be strengthened with might by his spirit Uh, in your inner man equals to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, let me say, I'm I'm doing a flip-flop. In order for you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, you have to be strengthened, reinforced, energized with might by his spirit, where? In your inner man. Can you say amen? All right, so which brings me to point number two. The power of his might, the power of his might equals to strength with might by his spirit in your spirit. Number two, the power of his might equals to being strengthened with might by his spirit, by the Holy Spirit, amen, in your spirit. Okay. Okay. Number three, number three, your human spirit, your inner man. Now, remember what I told you about your inner man. Your inner man has two things. All right, man is a tripartite being. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse 23. Now the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y, which means entirely or completely. And I pray that your whole spirit, soul, and body, your whole spirit, soul, and body. That is how God views man. Man is a spirit with a soul, amen, and has and lives in a physical body. Now, your inner man is made up of your spirit man and your soul. Your soul and your spirit man are intertwined. The only thing that can separate your soul from your spirit is the word of God. Are you listening? Hebrews 4 tells us that. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Right? In fact, let me me just quote it to you. Let's let's read it. Okay? I mean, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, please. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says this. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's a laser beam. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit. Your soul and spirit. The only thing that can separate your soul from your spirit is the word of God. Can you say amen? So, number three, write this down please. Your human spirit, your inner man, part of your inner man and your soul is to be strengthened with might and energy of the Holy Spirit. Your human spirit, because we're focusing on that, is to be strengthened as well as your soul. Now, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, I need you to write this down. Part of being strengthened in your inner man is to have a fit spirit and to develop mental toughness. Part of the strengthening of your inner man is what? To have a fit, conditioned spirit and to develop mental toughness. The Bible talks to us about those who are feeble-minded. Now, feeble-minded are those who just fall apart under pressure. Feeble-minded people. Are you listening? Now, you've got to come to the place where you strengthen, you are strengthened in your inner man, in your inner man, meaning that your spirit is strong and fit conditioned to deal with the affairs of life and your mind has got mental toughness can you say amen can you say glory to god all right so number three your human spirit is to be strengthened with might with the might and the energy of the holy spirit acts chapter one and verse eight tells us uh, but you shall receive what power after that the holy ghost is come upon you now come upon you when you got born again the the spirit of god came and dwelt within you now that is different now he's he's talking about coming upon you so that lets you know that there is a dual working of the holy spirit there is a dual working of the holy spirit the spirit within that is the presence of god and then the spirit upon is the power of god can you say amen All right. Number four, ladies and gentlemen, write this down, please. It's it's, it's starting getting interesting now. This is where we're going to start to take off, okay? Your inner man, number four, write this down. Your inner man reveals its condition and fitness by the responses of your character and personality. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Now, remember what I told you about your inner man. Your inner man, ladies and gentlemen, is made up of your spirit and your soul. Your soul, amen, is comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So your inner man, meaning your spirit man, and your soul, your mind, reveals... Your inner man reveals its condition and fitness by the responses of your character and personality in a crisis. Well, let me read that to you again from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. It says this. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being And personality. Are you listening? So your number four again. I want to drive into you. Because some of you right now. You're going to see where you are lacking. Your inner man reveals its condition. And fitness. You know just like when a car uh, goes to be checked out. In England, I believe you go. I believe you call it, uh, go for its MOT, right? They're checking, the con- is it roadworthy? Is this car roadworthy for the next year, the MOT? I can't remember what the MOT stands for anymore. <laughs> it's been so long since I left England and I've done that. But uh, you have your car serviced, all right? After a few uh, 5,000 miles, you have your car serviced, all right? To make it roadworthy, or to prepare it for the winter. All right, is it fit? Is it condition to deal with the weather that's coming up in the wintertime? Snow, rain, sleet, hail, storms. Are you listening? Are you listening? Black ice on the road, ice on the road. Whatever, about it's on- snow on the road. Is your car roadworthy? Is your car condition and fit? Well, the thing is, you're going to go through some of the seasons of your life. Is your spirit man, is your inner man uh, fit and roadworthy? Okay. Has it been weatherized? Your inner man reveals its condition and fitness by the responses of your character and your personality. So let me read it again to you from the Amplified Classic. Ephesians 3.16, may he grant unto you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. What is your character like when you are in a crisis? What is your personality like When you are in a crisis, some people are just plain horrible when they're going through a crisis. They just do not know how to keep it together. They just do not know how to keep it together. Some people fly off the handle. Some people become become introverted. They don't talk to anybody. Are you listening? Some just lose all hope. They have hopelessness. Are you listening? Despair. Depression. Anger. Resentment. A victim mentality. Is that your personality? Is that your character? Which brings me to point number five. Which brings me to point number five. Ladies and gentlemen. If you see flaws. In your Responses or in your reaction. Let me say it again. If you see flaws in your responses, in your character, in your personality, then it is your responsibility to build your inner man. For your own good. Let me say it again. Point number five. If you see flaws in your responses. In your character. In your personality. In your emotions. You can't keep it together. Then it becomes your responsibility. To build your inner man for your own good. I'm going to say it again. If you see flaws, shortcomings in your responses, in how you respond, in a crisis, then your character, in your character and in your personality or in your emotions, right, you're depressed, you get upset, you hide, you have a victim mentality, all right? then it is your, what did I say? Your. I didn't stutter, did I? It is your responsibility to build your inner man for your own good. Now, I love this. See, most people just know Proverbs 24.10, but we're going to read Proverbs 24.10 to verse 14. It says, if you fall... If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you, I'm talking to you, faint in the day of adversity. Now, what is called the day of adversity in Proverbs chapter 24, in Ephesians chapter 6, and in verse um, 13, Paul calls it this way. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So what is the day of adversity? It's the day, it's the evil day. That's the day where the enemy decides to attack you on a, on a, on a large scale, all right? If you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is small. The day of adversity, the evil day, is simply a revelation of, of the strength in your life. Now look at what it says here in verse 11. If, you, if thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death. Not just about you. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain. If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not. Doth not he that pondereth the heart considereth it? And he that keepeth the soul, does he not know it? And shall he not render to every man according to his works? My son... Eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb comb, which is sweet to thy taste. So shall thy knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul, when thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. My expectation will not be cut off. Can you say amen? Let me read that to you from the Message Bible. It says, if you fall, the Message Bible, I love it. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, then there wasn't much to you in the first place. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, then there wasn't much to you in the first place. Rescue the perishing. Don't hesitate to step in and help. If you say, hey, that's none of my business. Will that get you off the hook? Someone is watching you closely, you know. Someone's not impressed with weak excuses. <laughs> Eat honey, dear child. It's good for you. And the delicacies that melt in your mouth. Likewise, knowledge and wisdom for your soul. Get that and your future's secured. Your hope is on solid rock. Now, I'm going to read two scriptures to you today. Now, that I want you to be aware of for the rest of your life. Maybe some of you don't know it. Maybe some of you know it. Remember this. We're talking about number five now. if you see flaws in your responses, in in the way you respond to a crisis, to a calamity, to to a day of adversity, to an evil day, to an attack, in your character and in your emotions, then it becomes your absolute soul responsibility to build your inner man, that is your spirit and your soul, for your own good. Now look at Psalms 119 and verse 71. Psalms 119 and verse 71. It was good for me that I have been afflicted. <coughs> Why? That I might learn your statutes. Look what the psalmist says here. David says, it's good for me that I that I was afflicted. Why? So that I learned your precepts. Now, he could have learned the precepts before the affliction came. But before the affliction, he was just busy, you know, with, uh, like most of us, lolling around, just wasting time. But the moment he was afflicted, he says, man, I learned your precepts. I learned your word quickly. Psalms 119, verse 67. Now, why were you afflicted, David? Before I was afflicted, I went astray. You see that? Before I was afflicted, what? I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. So, he says, why was I afflicted? Because I went astray. I did not follow the word. Are you listening? I had my mind going all right, you know, right, left, and center. No, 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 no. He was not paying attention to what the word says. He was not eating the honey of God's word. That's why you got to be careful as to whom you listen to and as to who you read after. I don't listen to everybody. I don't listen to just anybody. I don't read after anybody and just everybody. No, 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 no. I want those who will condition and feed my spirit man and feed my mind. Do you know how many devotional I receive on a daily basis? okay well just because it's good for you doesn't mean it's good for me i know what's good for me so a lot of the time i just don't even pay attention to it don't even pay attention to it are you listening because i'm i've I've, i'm on a specific diet i am on a specific diet of the word of god so before i was afflicted i went astray psalms 119 verse 67 but now that i've been afflicted because i went astray i'm keeping your word so he it says, "It's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes." Are you listening? All right. So, if you see the your character, and your personality is not good, they're not good during an affliction or a crisis, then you better quickly learn the word. Now, you could avoid all the, You could avoid some of these situations if you had learned the word prior to that. I've told you a thousand times before, prevention is better than cure. All right, number six, and sometimes the affliction can be very costly. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <clears throat> now, you know you're going. there's going to be a devil after you. There's going to be life after you. There's going to be situation, circumstance after you. So why not know the word now? Why wait to be afflicted? And then learn the word. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, number six. Number six, write this down. Number six is so important, and number seven is so important. Strength is not about the size of your physical muscles and how much physical weight you can lift, but it's the weight of the word, and the weight of glory that you have in your inner man to deal with life's situation. Glory to God. Number six, strength is not about the size of your physical muscles and how much physical weight you can lift, how much you can bench press. No, 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 no. But strength, that's fantastic that you have that. But it's about the weight of the word and the weight of glory that you have in your inner man. So that you can bench press, amen, whatever the devil throws against you and whatever life throws against you. You can deal with life situation. You gotta have a strong, weighty word. You gotta have some strong, you gotta have some weight of glory in your spirit man. Now, now, let me show you Peter's account of Paul's writings. Okay, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14 to verse 16. This is Peter's account of the Pauline epistles. In other words, beginning from Romans all the way down, okay? Romans, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and First uh, uh, and Second Timothy, Titus, and so forth and so on. Just just go through that, okay? He says, "Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of Him in peace, without spot and blameless." Verse fifteen. And account that long suffering. Of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard. To be understood, which they that are unlearned or stupid or uneducated, and unstable wrestle with, as they do also the other scriptures. Scriptures they wrestle with the scriptures. Now, what's Paul? What's Peter saying about Paul here? He's saying that Paul's writing forms part of the scriptures and rightly so that's why we've got it in the holy scriptures from the book of romans onwards he says however some of these things are a little bit hard to understand especially for those who are uneducated um unlearn or to put it in today's vernacular stupid <laughs> stupid so paul's writings are what called scriptures Paul's writing. Writings and epistles are called what? Scriptures. According to Peter. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10. This is one of Paul's writings. And look what Paul says here. The people say for his letters, they say are weighty. Weighty. So what do we know about Paul's uh, scripture writing? It had weight. It had weight. So the word is weighty. Now question you got to ask yourself what kind of word do you have in your life well let's b- make it even more let's slap you upside the head with this one what kind of word are you preaching lightweight featherweight or is it heavyweight the church that you go to well i just go there for the fellowship i just love live 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 love, love the fellowship why do you go to that church Oh, we get coffee over there. Man, couldn't care less about the coffee. It's not about the coffee that I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you got to have, ladies and gentlemen, a word that will change your life. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, I need a word. Come on, talk to me and say with me, I need a word. Say it again. Uh, I need a word from the Lord. Say it again. I need a what? I need a word from the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Now fold us coming, uh, coming apart, but that's all right. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Alright, so Paul's uh writing script is called scriptures and is called Wait. It's got weight. Now second Corinthians four seventeen. Paul says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So the weight of the word and the weight of glory. The weight of the word and the weight of glory. This is why I said to you number six, strength is not about the size of your muscles and how much physical weight you can lift, but the weight of the word and the weight of glory that you have in your inner man to deal with life situation. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessel. What's the treasure in your earthen vessel? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, the glory of God. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? Thank you, Jesus. All right, so write this down. The, the treasure inside of you is the anointing. The treasure inside of you is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The... um." The treasure inside of you is the glory of God who is the Holy Ghost and the treasure inside of you is the word of God. All right. Now, quickly for the few minutes that we've got remaining, I've given you six so far. Number seven, write this down. So how, what are the things that I need to do to strengthen my inner man? Two things are important. What you eat and your exercise. Your eating and your exercising. The right diet are your listening and your daily movements. Now, so how does it apply to us? We've got to eat the word. First Kings 19 and verse 8 Elijah told To eat by the angel, right to eat. And he arose and did eat and drink, and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. He arose, he ate, and he drank. Now listen very carefully. The quality of the meat that you eat, the meat of the word, will determine the strength in your life and how and the distance that you will travel the quality of the meat that you eat the meat of the word will determine the strength all right of your life and the distance that you will go he says he went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights well what would happen after 40 days and 40 nights he'll have to eat again are you listening So the quality of the meat that you eat, the meat of the word, will determine uh, the strength that you have and the length that you can go. Are you listening? Now, you have to eat the word of God. You have to daily feed yourself on the word of God. Read books, listen to messages. Um, Read your Bible. Your B-I-B-L-E, your Biblion's. Then you have to exercise to strengthen. The purpose of exercising is for the strengthening. All right? You eat the right food and then you exercise. Acts chapter 24, verse 16. Look what we're told here. And herein do I exercise myself. Look at this now. To have always a conscience void of offense toward God. Toward God and toward man. That's one of the key to having a strong inner man. To have a clean conscious void of offense. Toward God and toward man. I exercise myself. Now you see what, what we're told here? I exercise myself. I exercise myself. Hello. Hello lazy moans. I exercise myself. You could do. You could get off. Your blessed assurance and go into the gym and go walking. Yeah, Remember what I told you the other day about what T Bone T-Bone. T-boom, T-bone. That's what Tracy told me today. He goes, who she said to me, Now who was at bone said, not T-bone, it's T Boone. T-Boon T-bone Pickens said this. Uh fitness is a matter of of sports for the young but fitness is a matter of survival for the old are you listening exercise is a matter of sports for the youth but it's a matter of life and survival for the older generation so exercise yourself 1st Timothy 4 7 Paul says, but refuse profane and all wives' fables and exercise thyself. Hello. Exercise thyself. Acts 24, 16, exercise myself. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness, for bodily exercise profiteth a little. Now, the word little here means for a season while you're on the earth. That's the season. That's why you need bodily exercise. But godliness is profitable unto all things having promise of life that now is and that which is to come hebrews 12 11 now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous (laughs) no correction no exercising for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous i don't want to go to the gym i don't want to go on the treadmill i don't want to go and push weights nevertheless Afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So, So, when you exercise, there will be some yielding to it. Can you say amen? In other words, what you're being told here is that when you exercise, you're choosing your pain. What do I mean by that? Choosing my pain. You choose the pain of exercise, which is temporary, or put up with the pain of maladies permanently. Are you listening? Choose your pain. Choose your pain. Now, so how do I exercise? Write this down, please. Learn the scriptures and then act on the scriptures. Learn the scriptures and act on the scriptures you got to eat that's how you that's how you eating it and then you work it out you work out by acting on the scriptures all right you act it out by acting on what the scriptures okay you do not learn the word by worrying you do not learn the word by worrying so how do we learn the word well there are three ways to learn once you write this down please from, I'm going to give it to you this way, from the manual, the B-I-B-L-E, the, your Biblion, your Biblicals. All right, so you learn from the manual. You learn from the manual, from the Word. Number two, from mentors. Number three, from mistakes. Now, most people, they've got it backwards. They learn, They learn from mistakes mentors and manual no learn from the manual mentors and if need be mistakes but mistakes are very costly second timothy chapter 3 verse 15 paul's talking talking to timothy and that from a child thou hast known or learned the holy scriptures which is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus Scriptures make you wise unto salvation. All right, let me say it this way. Some are saved but stupid. You can be saved and still be stupid. But you have to be saved and wise unto salvation. Okay? Now, mistakes can be very costly or deadly. Mentors, not always available. But the manual is always available. Always available. So, you've got to learn the word and then exercise the word. Now, got about three more minutes left. The second way that you exercise and strengthen your spirit, man, apart from learning the word, acting upon the word, number two, you've got to pray in the spirit. You've got to pray in tongues. Prayer, prayer, praying in tongues, especially, amen, will strengthen. Your spirit man. Says this. 1 Corinthians 14. Verse 4. Paul says. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue. edifieth himself. Charges up himself. Charging up his spirit man. Um, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 14. and Verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue. My spirit man. My spirit breath. All right, the amplified put it this way, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. So praying in tongues is the exercising of your spirit. So the second way that you strengthen your spirit, man, is by praying in tongues. Number one, you learn the word, you act upon the word. You learn the word, you do the word. I'm a doer of the word. Be ye do of the word and not a hearer all, uh, uh, only. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, I'm a hearer hearer of the word of God, and I'm a doer. Come on, say, I'm a doer. Say it again, I'm a doer. Then what? You pray in the Spirit. Glory to God. You what now? Pray in the Spirit. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, I got to pray in the Spirit. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now, number three. Write this down. The third way you strengthen your spirit man, your inner man, is that you gotta walk the love walk. Walk the love walk and keep your conscience clean. Walk the love walk and keep your conscience clean. Ephesians 3 16 to 18. Well we're going to read three sixteen and seventeen. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by he is spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you're being rooted and grounded in love. The strength of your spirit man is also determined not just by you learning to know the word and praying in the spirit, but you got to be rooted and grounded in love. In other words, the love walk is imperative. The love walk keeps you from falling. The love walk keeps you from offense because offense makes you vulnerable and a victim of Satan and sickness. The love walk keeps your conscience clean. Now you'll find the love walk defined by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4 to verse Six uh, till verse eight, actually, till verse eight, let me read to you from the amplified. I've only got one minute left. All right, love endures long and is patient and is kind. Love is never envious, nor bowls over with jealousy, is not boastful or vain or vainglorious does not displace itself haughtily. It is not conceited, not arrogant and inflated with pride. It is not rude or unmannerly. And does not act unbecomingly. Well, most of us have failed there already. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self seeking. It is not touchy. Ha! Huh? Come on. It is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything. Did you hear that? Love bears up under anything, and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. His, hope are faithless. His hopes are faithless under all circumstances, And it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. Never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. I've given you three ways to exercise and strengthen your inner man. Number one, you've got to learn, know, study, meditate upon the word. Number two, pray in the spirit. Number three, walk the love walk. And keep your conscience clean. I go to bed every night with a clean conscience. I'm not angry with anybody. I'm not upset with anybody. You may be upset with me, but I'm not upset with you. I forgive those who have done wrong with me. Now, forgiveness does not mean access. So, does it mean that I'm going to allow you access in my life again. No, 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 no. I forgive you. Amen. And that's fine. Glory to God. Can you say hallelujah? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Faith Lift Radio Podcast. For more information about Dr. Glenn and how to offer your financial support, log on to glennarekion.org.